Well, I'm glad that even though we left the conference, there's still a Hannah in the conference. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, of course. We, we, we planned it that way. We made sure that. Yeah, yeah. What is the Valley without a Hannah? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bathtub Blurs. It's Hannah and Hannah. Hi, guys. Live from the car. Yeah. En route to um, the Fordham game. Yeah. Road dogs in the flesh. Yeah. To a home game. Road dogs in the rain. Road dogs in the rain. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a rainy Wednesday night because evidently games can only happen when there's also bad weather. Yes. It's the move. Um, but yeah, we're on the way to the game, podcasting and driving, all is well. Mm-hmm. Um, so to my knowledge, it's not illegal. So you're, you're just holding rules. a teeny tiny mic. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's teeny tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, you have to understand the mic was teeny tiny. <laughs> Please don't give me a ticket. <laughs> I have a fan base to appeal to. <laughs> <laughs> the people must know. Oh, man. Well, this week, like we said, we have a very special episode for you. Yes. Um, it's not very focused on the games, most recent games. No. We talk about them, like, a little bit, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought a very special guest on. Because, yes, you know, last week, Hannah Cooper brought up one of her hot takes, was that y'all need to quit texting your ex. And y'all had a lot to say about that. And we heard you loud and clear. You are not over your ex, Okay. No. Um, so we figured we would give you the space to talk to your ex. <laughs> Hannah Cooper, tell us what we did. Um, well, we invited our very favorite Twitter personality, um, our spokesperson for the Valley, one could say. Um, good old Tony Segetti is joining us on the episode this week. Yes, Tony Segetti is a real-life friend of ours. Mm-hmm. You'll hear the story behind it um, in the episode. We hope you enjoy um, I do think we should give the fans a warning that, you know, we brought Tony on for a diplomatic discussion. Yeah. Uh, that we did not fight. This is not a fight. No. So Tony's going to say his true feelings about the Valley and his feelings about Loyola leaving the conference and, you know, what that meant to the Valley, the consequences of it, um, challenges when teams leave the Valley Stuff like that. So, you know, we encourage you to listen with an open heart, open mind. Yeah. Um, you're welcome to have thoughts and feelings about it. Uh, but recognize that when he brings things up, you know, we listen. Yes. Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. Let's get into it. Excellent. Without further ado, Tony Segetti. Welcome back to another episode of That's How Blurs. Um, it's Hannah and Hannah. Yep. And we have the beloved Tony Segetti here today. Tony, how are you? Good. How's it going? Doing great. Yeah, it's uh it's an it's an honor to be invited to the uh, uh the notable bathtub blurs podcast. It's 
new on the market. New on the market. Well, let's get things started. Yeah. Um, Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself because I, at Loyola, I mean, some people that listen to our podcast don't aren't on the Twitter, so they might not know it all. But then for the people on the Twitter, they might just think that you just are a faceless and just a person, right? So tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm a Bradley fan. Uh, I have grown up and lived my entire life in Peoria, Illinois. I went to Bradley. Um, I've been a season ticket holder since I've been about six years old, uh, huge fan of the Missouri Valley. And so I've followed uh, Loyola pretty closely ever since they joined the league about 10 years or so ago and then left for the A-10 mm-hmm. last year. So I'm, I've, I'm, I'm a pretty big basketball fan and just kind of uh, excited uh, about the way the season has gone. Yeah, for sure. Bradley's doing great, as we've noticed. Um, we're a little, it's a little painful for us, but it's okay. Um, do you want to tell the story of how we all met from uh, your okay. perspective? Because we know it from our perspective, but we would love to hear your perspective. So from our perspective, it was uh, me and a group of a couple of our friends. There were five of us, and we we try to go to some NCAA tournament games every year if we can. And so this was during the COVID year when everything was in Indianapolis. And so we ended up going to the sweet 16 games when Loyola played Oregon state. And so we, we had that game picked out and there were a couple of other games that day that we were maybe going to go to, but the Loyola game specifically was one that we wanted to, to get to if we could because we were going to go and support the Missouri Valley. We had a Missouri Valley team in the Sweet 16, and it was exciting. So we get there, but we only had four tickets. And we got to, I don't even remember which bar it was. We got to a bar before the game. And I don't even remember which one of us, but one of us went up to you, like, I think randomly, and, like, asked if you had an extra ticket. It was you two and Kelly, and mm-hmm. you, like, happened to have an extra ticket. So, yeah, because they were only selling them in twos and fours because of COVID. Right. Um, and it was Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who walked up to us and was like, you're three girls. Do you, you have a fourth have a ticket? Fourth. And in fact, we did. And he's like, I have yeah, a fifth so, friend. And we're like, we do. Yeah. So it was then you three and us five. And we had eight mm-hmm. tickets total. And then we ended up just hanging out, going to the game together. Uh, very somber game that we don't need to talk about. It was not so Loyola's sad. best showing. Pathetic. Um, but we were Some all... people were more upset than us. Yeah, certain certain people in our trio were more upset than we, that are we not were. on this call. At, at the time, we we were all upset. We we shared your sorrow in that game. Yeah, so we, were, we, were, we were rooting for Loyola that day. Um, Love it. So that was sad. And then we just ended up staying in Indianapolis and we went out that night and you know here we are you know three years later or two years Crazy. later yeah and we're all yeah. doing podcasts together we are <laughs> how the turn there you go <laughs> short and sweet version of the story that is I mean it's pretty accurate that is accurate yes yeah yeah we it got brothers it was brothers sure, is the bar yeah it was brothers with the big long islands I did not have one death happy I didn't yeah it's just a blue pitcher of blue alcohol terrible um okay well that's great that that tells the people how we came together um yeah. um okay I guess it's time give us an update on the valley Tony what's yeah going at on? large tell us give us an at large what's going on in the valley 
So the Valley this year, the Valley's been, I mean, the Valley's crazy every year, but I feel like, especially this year, really up until about a couple weeks ago, there's been a huge log jam at the top. Um, okay. Like two or three weeks ago, there were eight teams that were all within one game of first place. And mm-hmm. so it was a lot of the teams that are, uh, a lot of Loyola fans are probably familiar with in the Valley, Drake, Bradley, Indiana State, Southern mm-hmm. Illinois, Missouri State, Northern Iowa, those six. And then also, you know, Loyola left and the Valley has added some teams this year. So we added mm-hmm. Murray State, Belmont and UIC um, mm-hmm. and Murray State and Belmont have both had pretty good years in their first year in the Valley. So it's been a grind so far. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of exciting team, lots of exciting games when the teams in the top eight play each other. And over the last week or so, Drake and Bradley have started to kind of separate themselves a little bit. Drake and Bradley right now are tied at the top of the conference at 14 and four. Drake oh. has won nine games in a row. Bradley has won eight games in a row. Okay. And then we each play one more game on Wednesday. And if we, we both win, there is one final game, Drake at Bradley in Peoria on senior day. So if we can both win on Wednesday, then that game will be for all the marbles, just like the Loyola Northern Iowa game last year. Right. So especially as a Bradley fan, and Bradley hasn't won the regular season Missouri Valley in 27 years. So yeah. it's wow. really exciting for me personally, but there's a lot of the neutrals in the Missouri Valley circles are kind of rooting for Bradley and Drake to win on Wednesday so that we can kind of get that excitement for that last. That's a, it's a three o'clock game on Sunday. It's on ESPN two. So we're, we're hoping to get some excitement for that. And that should be a really good game, especially if we can both win on Wednesday and make it a winner take all game. Well, that was very exciting. We will be driving home from St. Louis during that time. Or maybe we'll be back. We'll be back. But we'll we'll give it a tune in. Yeah. We're going yeah, to slow I, game. I saw I saw someone post something on Twitter about like, are any Loyola fans gonna be down in St. Louis? And for a second my heart jumped and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, is Loyola playing at SLU the same weekend as Arch Madness? No. And I looked it up and I was like, Oh no, it's the week before. That would have been so funny. If I feel like scheduling wise, that's like not, no, that's absolutely, I mean, they're two different arenas, but like, it's still nightmare. Yeah. And then I looked at it. So it's, I think that Dayton plays at SLU either like the Friday or Saturday night in Arch Madness. And so it's like, like, that's a game that I would like want to go to if like maybe the Arch Madness game isn't exciting. I mean, I probably won't, but like, I mean, it's Dayton and SLU, like that's going to be a really good game. It is, yeah. Yeah, if it's a night game, like the Friday night game of Arch Madness, I feel like if your team isn't in it, that's an easy miss. Yeah, just especially. Oh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes the Friday night games can be exciting. That Loyola Valpo game was a Friday night game a couple years ago. That yeah. one was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we personally hate Dayton. We've decided that they are our mortal enemy. Yeah, I remember. So I, I watched... Uh, I watched most of the game at Dayton because um, uh-huh. I full disclosure, I've got a futures bet on Dayton to win the A-10. So I was I was rooting yeah. for Dayton like objectively, like I had a reason to. Sure. Um, and so that was like a I mean, it was a good competitive game, like mm-hmm. went to overtime. Loyola almost won. Like it was really exciting. Um, and I just remember seeing a lot of like Loyola people on Twitter that were like 
saying some stuff about like the Dayton fans or whatever. And then immediately after the game, everyone's talking about when Dayton's coming back to Loyola and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. super excited about that. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. I like it. I can, I can get on board with that. That's fun. Yeah. I think the proximity thing is helping. Like there's the slew rivalry, but it seems like mm-hmm. it's not really, it's just not the same. It's like, it's not the same. Everybody at slew, like we were all just nice to the slew people yeah well that's like, like yeah ugh. we've been a little too nice to the opposing teams well yeah but we're, we're not in a position to be very mean right now whatever it's okay i've been there yeah <laughs> feel the pain it's, it's yeah but yeah the dating game was crazy um and we weren't there on friday night so we don't know what the uh the ambiance was like but uh, yeah i mean people it, uh, it was a lot of just fan trash talk per usual but i yeah. think everybody's just like a little sensitive at the moment sure yeah i didn't... But looking at the valley sorry were you gonna say something i was just gonna say i didn't see that game but i saw the score so i can it was sad i it can was, i kind of only imagine how it went yeah 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 we were streaming and we're like that's enough <laughs> yeah defensively it didn't seem terrible but like we just couldn't make a shot to save our lives so mm, seems to be the story of the season yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not, um, not a great combination uh-huh. no no, well, I'm curious for out of the three new teams to the conference, like rank order them. What what's like your one, two, three? How are you feeling about them? What's their vibe? What are they like? So it's be- probably this year Belmont is one. Um, Belmont had the most coming back, um, and Bel- Belmont probably has there's an argument that they've got the best player in the valley. His name's Ben Shepard, he's he's yeah. averaging like 19 points, like six rebounds, five assists, just like stupid numbers. Mm-hmm. He's he's got NBA scouts that have been coming to the Belmont games for the past couple weeks. Wow. He he may not like have as much around him as some of the other Missouri Valley teams, but he's a really, really, really good player. Mm-hmm. Um Missouri State's sorry, Murray State is probably second. They had an amazing year last year. They went like like 33 and 3 or something insane like that. Mm-hmm. Got to the NCAA tournament, won a game. Like the Valley's really, really excited to have them. But their coach took a new job. And so they had some people transfer. And so they've had some yeah. turnover. They're still they've they've had a decent year, but it's it's a little bit more of a transition year for them. So they're but they've they've been okay um we're we're excited about them and then uic is they have not had a great year they don't have a great record Mm -hmm. um but we we really like their coach their coach is someone that used to be at illinois state and Mm -hmm. uic is the first job that he had the first head job that he has and they've got some good young players they've got good facilities they're in the chicago market and there's a lot of hope that they're going to kind of like ride like the Missouri Valley is going to like bring them up yeah kind of similar to the way that Loyola was when Loyola mm-hmm. got added to the valley so there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of hope that UIC is going to kind of get there in the future yeah sure I know I hope the UIC like students get excited about basketball because like well it's just sorry, it's a commuter school it is so a commuter it's school. just different yeah but it's like they have that arena and I mean I went to the the Loyola UIC game and it's like 90% Loyola fans yeah yeah we and it's it's a nice arena and you know me my sister lives up in Chicago 
And so me and a couple of my family members went up to the Bradley UIC game. It was on a Sunday this year, so it was a really easy trip. Um, and so we came and I brought my sister and my brother-in-law to the game and and it was a really fun game. And, you know, Bradley Bradley won because UIC's still there. They, they don't quite have as much talent as Bradley. Yeah. Does. They're, they're getting there. But I mean, it was probably similar to the Loyola UIC game earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's and I mean, Bradley's got a decent alumni base in Chicago. I mean, you yeah. remember the Bradley Loyola games. There's a lot of Bradley oh, yeah. there. So, it, I mean, we went there and it was, you know, 60, 70 percent Bradley people. Yeah. So I I think and I hope, you know, if UIC starts to if they start to get there, if they bring some players back, get some people in the portal, start to win some games that hopefully they get some some excitement uh, and get some people going into those games. But everyone yeah. everyone keeps talking about UIC's baseball team. Apparently they have, they do, this, they have like, a good baseball team. Yeah, it's I like they've got them. this amazing like baseball facility and the baseball team's supposed to be really good. So I'm I'm kind of excited for baseball season to start to see how that goes. Yeah. Did we let you talk about Bradley enough? Like, I feel like, tell us what's going on with Bradley specifically. Yeah, Uh, Bradley for a little bit. For last year, yeah, there were some changes from last year. So who's who's the stars? Who are your favorites? What's going on? Oh, God, you're going to let me talk about Bradley. I mean, how much time do we have? I mean. I know, I don't know why I'm being this nice. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll try and keep it. We're going to catch so much shit from all of the Loyola fans. This is why we're going to be I'll try and keep it brief. And then if you want to dig more, you can keep asking questions. But it's. The uh, this Bradley team is it's pretty similar to the team we had last year. We brought most of our team back. Um, the only main contributor that we lost was Terry Roberts, our point guard. Um, he was first team All Valley last year. He transferred to Georgia, and he's starting there now. And Georgia's okay, but he's he's one of their best players. He's putting up good numbers. So I mean, good for him. Um, but rink mast is back he's mm-hmm. he's our best player um he hit a huge shot against southern illinois this weekend we were down two and he had a four-point play with 20 seconds left to take the lead and we ended up beating southern illinois at southern illinois so that was that was a big shot and that was kind of like like his moment for us this year so that was really yeah. excited for him malavi leones is back jashan henry is back vile is back Zeke Montgomery is back, who I know Loyola fans are familiar with because he he kind of had his coming out party against Loyola and Peoria last year. Um, but it's we we got most of our team back. We got a transfer point guard from Troy, whose name is Duke Dean. That's been our starting point guard for the whole year. Um, he's he's been playing really well for us. He's really helped. We. We had some injuries at the start of the year, though. Rink Rink Mast missed the first six games. Deshaun yeah. Henry's had had concussion issues throughout his whole career. He missed a bunch mm-hmm. of games. Zeke Montgomery broke his wrist, and he missed like six weeks. So we we were without like three or four starters for a lot of the non-conference, and we we started th- and that was kind of the hardest part of our schedule. So we played at different points. We played Utah State, Liberty. Auburn and Arkansas who are all top 50 teams and we weren't fully healthy for any of them. Yeah. Um, and kind of ever since we've gotten healthy, a lot of the metrics out there have us as like a borderline top 50 team. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a little unfortunate that we didn't get our full team for those games. Cause I, I mean, I'm biased, but I, I mean, Bradley's Bradley's a pretty good team this year and mm-hmm. we've, there's, there's a lot of metrics that show that. And it would have been nice to kind of, 
get that in the non-conference, but ever since we've gotten healthy, we've been playing better in the Valley and we've won eight in a row now. And so it's, it's really exciting and it's really fun. And it's, it's a, it's a good time to be a Bradley fan. And it's, yeah. it's been a while since we've really been able to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Should we talk about Twitter behavior? <laughs> we can talk about Twitter. Okay. I don't know how much you've listened to our old episodes, but we talked a little bit about like our personal opinion that people aren't listening to, but is the right way we think to go about it is like, just to don't poke the bear because it's very much of like, is it the chicken or is it the egg? Like, I feel like people are like, Oh, like Valley can't get her name out of their mouths. Like only because you care about it. Like, like if you didn't care, yeah. they wouldn't talk about it. And it all just died out. My personal yeah. belief. I mean, to me, it's a hundred percent like on both sides. Like, oh, yeah. if I like, to me like really like this is okay this is the first year like all the valley people still know who all the loyola people are like right. you see it it's it's still kind of relevant to the missouri valley kind of how loyola does this year so like when i see how loyola does or whatever and i like say anything about it it's like sort of like semi relevant to the valley still but anytime i say anything a bunch of Loyola people jump on me and it's, Oh, Tony's obsessed with Loyola and rent free and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, okay, whatever. But at the same time, like there are Loyola people that are, you know, talking about the Valley still and how the A-10 is better than the Valley. And so it's, I mean, both, both sides are kind of doing it. Oh yeah. Both sides are kind of like saying that they're doing it because the other side is doing it. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It just kind Mm -hmm. of is what it is. It's, it's going to be a lot better next year. Yeah. Sure. And I mean, look, I don't, I don't know who Loyola is going to lose. Um, but kind of what, like once Braden Norris is gone and once Marquise Kennedy is gone, like, and Loyola has a bunch of people that like the Valley people don't know. It's kind of like, they're really like an a 10 team now. It's right. like not, sure. I, don't, I don't want to say they're not like playing with Missouri Valley players, but it's, they're playing with, the players that people know from the Missouri Valley. Right. right. And players who right. spent the majority of their career in the Valley. Like, right. So it's, it's kind of. Braden, this is... we are not losing. So we'll have Braden next year. We'll have Keese next year if he decides to come back. I doubt that. Um, I don't know with how like injured he's been lately. His knee's like really not good. Yeah. Um, but the only bad. two we're like guaranteed you're going to lose because they're grads is um, Bryce Colton oh. and um, Marrow. Yeah. We're both transfers, but. Yeah, but yeah, everyone else is projected to stay, and I don't know. Well, unless the the portal kills us, which who's to say after this season? I but I mean, we'll see. But um, yeah, does this feel on par for like communication after Wichita State left? Like, does that feel the same, or does it feel different? Yeah, it's it's similar. Um, yeah. the main the main kind of difference between Wichita and Loyola was that, like, and I don't mean this as like a shot, like. Sure. Like Wichita was Wichita was really really good for a long time. Yeah. Bef- before they left, and I mean, and the valley was the valley was stronger. Like in in the early to mid two thousands, like Wichita was good, but the rest of the valley was really good. So there wasn't like incentive to leave. And really, for like the last like three or four years that Wichita was in the valley, it was like really them and everyone else. So mm-hmm. while there were people that were kind of bitter that wichita left i think i think everyone kind of understood it Mm -hmm. um at least on some level some people won't admit that and i mean even still i mean all of it like i hate wichita state i want them to lose like i can (laughs) i can still get it i can understand it 
but I'm still going to root for them to lose just because it's, it just kind of is what it is. Like you sure. left the Valley. I hate you. I hope you lose. So <laughs> like, whereas Loyola, it was kind of like, you had only been in the league for eight years. Like you came mm-hmm. and then you got good and you left. So it's like, that was kind of, you know, whatever, but it was like, that's kind of the, the main difference. But other than that, like, it's really been like the first year, people were paying attention to Wichita state people wanted them to lose, but Wichita's first year after they they were still really good. They, they made the tournament again the next year. I think they maybe won a game, but they, the, the difference between Wichita is like Loyola kind of had the, the Cameron Crutwig team that made the sweet 16. And then they had like the one more year when all the guys were seniors yeah. Wichita, like that was the year when they switched over. So mm-hmm. they went, they went into their new conference, like with all of their good players still. Whereas yeah. you guys just, you just lost Lucas and you lost Ugwak and you lost Tate mm-hmm. Hall and, and all those guys. So you guys kind of went in into a rebuilding year, which is maybe why a lot of the Missouri Valley people are kind of speaking up on Twitter a little bit more because mm-hmm. we didn't really get a chance to kind of, you know, pound on Wichita State when they left because they were still really good. Yeah. And Loyola obviously hasn't had the strongest years. So I think this is, and it's also, it's, I mean, it's a little bit pent up frustration. Like Loyola was really good their last five years in the Valley. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, really like dominated from like 2018 on. Like, so it's, it's kind of nice to kind of stick it to Loyola a little bit now sure. that you're struggling, even if it's not us that are the ones that beat, are beating you. That's fair. That's fair. I like I get it. <laughs> it is funny like watching like it's after every game almost and I'm like I'm sorry Loyola fans but I'm going to shit on you a little bit. Like <laughs> it's cuz I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the nonsense. It's like yeah. every time we a game is over, it's immediately let, let's talk about the valley. I'm like why? Like why do we have to talk about the valley? It's it's specifically Bradley. Why are we going to talk about Bradley? Yeah. Like I don't get it. Well, and the it's other so the dumb. other thing too is that, like the the majority of the valley, like, I, I mean, I don't want to like speak for the whole conference. No, but like, don't you know you're the the spokesperson for the entire Missouri right, Valley? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I represent the entire conference and all twelve. Yeah. Schools. Um, like, I mean, the, the conversations that I've had with like people at different schools, just like fan, like not anyone important, but just like fans, like me, yeah, just in general, like. like everyone like kind of feels the same way about Loyola. The difference yeah. is, is that like Bradley Twitter is just the, the loudest. Oh like, yeah. And Absolutely. and like, that's why it's, it's Bradley, but right. like the, the Evansville fans, like, I mean, they hate Loyola, like, yeah, but sure. they're like, but why are you going to, you know, dunk on Evansville? They they're like one yeah. in 20, like, right. We're not, I mean, who cares? Like, but because especially like Loyola and Bradley had, had had what was kind of really starting to develop into a rivalry. And yeah. there were like over the last five years or so, Loyola had a lot of success and Bradley was really, you know, one of the teams that, you know, took some games from Loyola. I think we, mm-hmm. we won like three or four games in Peoria um, since the final four year. We, we won one game in Arch Madness against Loyola, which not many teams, I think ever, ever since the final four year, Bradley beat Loyola once. And I think the, the Valpo game, was the only other mm-hmm. game that Loyola lost at Arch Madness in the last like yeah. five years. So yeah. like there's like 
some animosity there. It's a budding yeah. rivalry. Like some Loyola fans are going to be mad at Bradley fans because they remember that Bradley knocked him out that one year. So that kind of, I mean, that is what it is, but it's, yeah. it just makes it that much more fun. Cause then right. sure. like if, as long as you like can kind of understand that like Twitter is what it is right. and, like, 95% of the time it's banter and just having fun and yeah. like a little bit of trolling and like mm-hmm. not taking it super seriously and being personal, like th- that's what makes it fun. Like right. to, to kind of poke and prod at other people, but without like really crossing a line, which happens sometimes. I I try not to do that. I don't think that I do that that often. I think I do a pretty good job with that, but I'm I'm sure that I do at times too. I mean, everybody does. Yeah. See, I have many valley words. Yeah, guys, Hannah so just I don't needs see everything anything. to protect her peace, and I'm all of it. Yeah. The valley and DC valley. Um, a bunch of players' names and uh, arena <laughs> names are all muted. They're gone. Uh, so that's great. I don't see a thing, and it's wonderful. I see all of it, and then you get screenshots. It's a great time. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, there's a lot of animosity with with Loyola and with the Valley, and it's all pretty well documented. I guess the if I could kind of just like sum it up, yeah. like the like the very cliff note version. Yeah, by all means. That, there there's like a general sense that Loyola was not like Loyola won the national championship in 63. Mm-hmm. And then for like the 50 years after that, Loyola was not a predominantly strong basketball program. Right. And Loyola had like a decent year in 2016 and then they were good in 2017. And then they go on this amazing miracle run to the final four, which was awesome. Like the Valley loved it. We supported Loyola. It was amazing. And Loyola gained a lot of new fans, mm-hmm. like, you know, bunch of new season ticket holders, money came in. Awesome. Great for Loyola. Like, like super happy for you guys. Incredibly jealous of you guys. Like I'd be lying if I said I wasn't incredibly like petty about it, that it happened to Loyola and not Bradley. Um, I think that a lot of these newer Loyola fans maybe didn't appreciate like how like generational of a talent you guys had in Cameron Crotwig and Lucas Williamson. Mm-hmm. And like those two are like probably two of the 10 best players in the history of Loyola's program. Mm-hmm. And they, they were, I mean, they weren't the anchor on the final four team. They were, they were, I mean, Crotwig started and was one of the best players and Williamson came off the bench and obviously all the other guys, you know, Custer and Richardson and Towns and Ingram yeah. and Andre Jackson, like, and then Crutwig and Williamson then carry you through to the Sweet 16 team. And I think there was a lot of, at the end, when Loyola moves to the A-10, it just kind of felt like there was a lot of, Loyola's just going to continue to do this. Like we're going to continue to make sweet 16s and we're going to go into the A10 and run everything over and it's like it's like it's really hard to do that. There's you know 360 teams in the NCAA and only 16 of them make the sweet 16 and right. like you like you're not going to get a Lucas Williamson every year. Like that dude's like like I I like hate Lucas Williamson so much, <laughs> but like not in any way that's like like logical. Like he's like Derek Jeter you can't hate him he doesn't do anything wrong like yeah like, yeah he, like he plays hard he plays defense he takes charges he makes clutch threes like he like 
the the Bradley game up there last year. Like Bradley's up by I don't know, like sixteen points or something. And yeah. Williamson just oh, kind yeah. of basically says, like, give me the ball, get out of the way, and I'm going to will us back beer. in this game. And he hits, like, four threes down the stretch. And it's just, like, I hate him so much, but, like, he just does everything right. Like, he's yeah. not arrogant. Like, he produces the documentary about the 63 team. Like, I, like, I don't know how you can hate this guy. It's so <laughs> annoying. And, <laughs> like, like when you he's find gone, a way. Like, when he's, like, when he's finally gone, like, it's just, like, yes sweet he's finally gone maybe Loyola is gonna finally come back down to earth like and I think that that's kind of happened a little bit yeah (laughs) and I think that that's made now I I mean I did not think it would happen like this like I'm not gonna try and like I did not wish last place in the A-10 like I'm not I'm not that horrible of a person um but I think that that's kind of happened a little bit and I think that it's caught some people by surprise kind of how i don't think this is necessarily a like transition to the a10 fall from grace i think this is a like we don't have our super generational players anymore because i because if loyola was still in the missouri valley they i mean they wouldn't be a top half team this year they i mean it wouldn't be last but they like loyola would be struggling in the missouri valley this year too and Mm -hmm. i i still like i don't hate drew valentine i think he's going to be fine i think loyola is still going to be you know a good team but i think that this this is a a very humbling year for a lot of the loyola fan base and 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 it's not fair because that it doesn't reflect the the people who have been loyola fans for years you guys were you went to loyola before Mm -hmm. um, the final Mm -hmm. four run like you were there when loyola wasn't as good so it's like you kind of get it. You have that perspective. Like it's not fair to fans like you. Mm-hmm. So oh, thank you. What else is on our question? <laughs> oh yeah. What are you doing for Arch? Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be similar to what we normally do. Um, yeah. I'll probably go to, it depends. Well, it depends when Bradley plays. So Bradley has just, uh, just this weekend, we clinched not having to play on Thursday. So that's nice. good. We've got, we've got the buy, which is different this year. Cause now the Valley has, 12 teams so there's only four teams that get the buy all the way to friday so it's a a little bit bigger deal this year so i'll probably come down at some point thursday go to some of the thursday games because it's the thursday games are fun when your team's not playing you can just go enjoy some basketball and you know not have a ton of pressure go out not a ton of people are there yet and then it'll be a lot of you know what we did last year what we do every <laughs> year i'm i'm staying at the embassy which is the bradley hotel it'll be a lot of ballpark okay. village it'll be a lot of tin roof it'll be a lot of wheelhouse a lot of, yeah. just a lot of walking downtown may may uh wander over to the casino at some point um yeah. just and it depends it depends if bradley wins if bradley yeah. bradley yeah. keeps winning then it's obviously you kind of have to you know plan around when the games are um yeah but it's all St. Louis is so much fun. It's all, it's all in walking distance downtown. Everything's close. Even when you have to Uber, it's they're short, cheap Ubers. Um, So it's, it's always a blast. I'm looking forward to it again, especially when Bradley's one of the teams that's going to be projected to have a good chance to win this year. So this should be really fun this year. That's awesome. Speaking of the larger conference, um, do you think that what is it? Do you think they're um, each team still going to play 
twice. Yeah, because y'all had a really long conference play this year. Yeah, so we we had the 18-game schedule last year, the double round robin with 10 teams. This year, it's 12 teams, but we only played 20. So there were two teams okay, that we okay. did not play twice. Um, and Bradley, I mean, depending on how it's, it's kind of double-edged. So Evansville is the team that's in last place in the Missouri Valley right now. Bradley only played them once. Bradley did not go to Evansville. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people will look at that and say, well, that's a road game that Bradley would have had a really good chance to win. So it's unfortunate that we didn't get to play them. But Evansville's terrible, and when you play them, it kills your metrics. Yeah. So you you want to get quality wins if you want to have a chance to get an at-large in the tournament. So it's mm-hmm. we all of the top teams in the Valley, we got to play all of them on the road, and we beat some of them on the road. We beat Indiana State on the road. We beat Southern Illinois on the road. We beat mm-hmm. Northern Iowa on the road. So those are good wins and like winning at Northern Iowa on the road is a lot better than winning at Evansville on the road. So it's, it's kind of double-edged on who, who you want to play. And I know the, I mean, the a 10s got 15 teams, so you're not playing everyone twice there. So it's, Mm -hmm. I I know the a 10 kind of scheduled it the same way. I think Loyola got, I think you got Dayton and slew twice. Yeah. Um, So it's, they, it's, they, they kind of want the good teams to play each other multiple times Mm -hmm. to, give you more chances to get quality wins right so it's 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 kind of double-edged but i i don't think that we're going to go up to 22 games i think they're going to yeah. keep the 20 games and then it, there's just going to be two teams that you don't play every year which isn't which isn't ideal i love the double round robin uh yeah i'm, I'm kind of sad that we don't have that anymore but it's it is what it is it's i mean the game's changing and you have to adapt and this is what we have now. So we got to make the most of it. Yeah. Nice. Anything else from you? I don't think, Tony, do you have any questions for us? <laughs> uh, how, how have you enjoyed the year? Is it, uh, is it, Oh, it's a rough year, man. Rough I've been year. happier. Give me, give me the, uh, give me the, uh, the glass half full view of the year. Uh, <laughs> the glass half full of um, this year is, <laughs> Well, I think you see there's people are improving. Yeah. Okay. So we, we have seen improvement, um, despite the fact that we continue to lose games. Um, there's been improvement in, we're not losing by 30 points except for Friday night, which was only 15, right? Yeah. We're no longer having blowouts. So that's awesome. I think some players are starting to get a little better, like, uh, Ben Schweiger, Schweiger. Benchwagger. Schweiger was last year. Schweiger was last year. It's spelled exactly the same. It's so hard. I know. I only call him Benny Buckets for that reason. Yeah. But Benny Buckets is a redshirt freshman. And at the start of the year, he was like doing great in first halves and really struggling in second halves. So and now he's kind of being more constant between first and second yeah. half, which is great. Yeah. We've really been struggling this year to play a full 40 minutes. Um, well, we're really, the strategy has been interesting. This isn't glass half full. Benny Buckets was a half goal. He's yeah, having strong second half at the moment. I'm trying. Yeah, it's fine. Um, the the problems have remained the same problems constantly, mm-hmm. but sometimes they address the problem. Drew's been making adjustments. Mm-hmm. He, he's better at making adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just, I mean, we talked about it. It's like, it's such a new team. Yeah. And they, like, we did lose our, our glue. Like, we lost our big guys who, you know, 
pulled the team together and we're really like our yeah. top scorers and that kind of thing. And we have like all these brand new guys yeah. who like did have the extra time to get to know each other in France, but I don't know how well that worked outside of bonding um, yeah. and a little French vacation. Um, right. No matter, no, how more, no matter how much bonding you do in France, it's just not going to replace the five years of Lucas exactly. Williams play, playing. I mean, it's you right. only get that with years and years of experience. That's exactly. Yeah. And this team that... like hasn't played together. So they like, and mm-hmm. on top of that, like being in the new conference and like, they're really having to adjust to the A-10 plays different than the Valley plays. Like the A-10 is very physical. It's like, alarming sometimes like there should be more texts than there are if you ask me um, if it were up to you if it were up to me <laughs> you shouldn't be able to push a player with both of your hands in the back during a dead ball yeah we're still not over still the dating double technical situation uh, Someone, yeah, someone's I, still upset i remember that that i remember even, i think i even tweeted about that i think i tweeted you did you were like yeah. did loyola just get hosed like <laughs> yeah i remember that because it was there was there was no way and i never saw i never looked back into it there was no way that dayton should have got the ball no that shouldn't have gotten the possession yeah yeah unless it was because they didn't even like have the possession error it was like they shot the was out of order or something no it was a roughing error and nobody just did that did it like did they like say that like no someone say that after the fact or no why would they admit that no no we really don't like these refs Um, yeah i think next year is going to be a lot better which is exciting um i think having you know another year of coaching helps i am excited about the recruits that are coming yeah um, our high school recruits from, are yeah, good miles rubin from simeon mm-hmm. that's the same yeah yeah that's exciting yeah that's, um, the glass half full is that we're looking to the future things are gonna get better i can yeah. these are it. growing pains it's it's In really hard it's like you've got you've got Braden and you've got marquise and I mean, I know Marquise has missed some games, um, yeah. so it's kind of, it's like kind of Braden and then everyone else, yeah. like as far as yeah. like familiarity with the program. And it's just, it's just hard when yeah. you have a bunch of new people and it's like, like Alston is obviously really, really good, like, yes. but it's mm-hmm. still his first year in the program. Like, and you just can't, yes. like, this is, this is one of the reasons that like Bradley's been so good this year is because Rink Mast, Vili Tevinein and, and Jashan Henry have all played together for four right. years and like Connor Hickman and Zeke Montgomery are both, you know, in their second year, Connor starting for like the second year now, um, like Bradley now has all of this like camaraderie and familiarity yeah. that we haven't had in years past. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that. I mean, it's like, it's been the same way in the Valley for the last like 10 years, the team that has upperclassmen that have played together typically right. in a lot of games. Like, so yeah. it's the, the other good thing is that Loyola's got nowhere to go, but up. So. Right. Yes. It's there only up. Look here. at you being positive. Oh, wait, I'm speaking of, I know something that we wouldn't ask me to ask. What is it? Tony, what's your phone background right now? Uh, oh no. So, um, there was, uh, there was a Bradley Evansville game this year. Where Bradley won by I don't remember what the exact score, but I think it was like fifty points. It was forty-five points, something like that. And at one point, Darius Hanna had in just absolute monster throwdown dunk. Um, and there's a picture from underneath the basket with him 
in the air with the ball cocked back. And one of the Evansville players is just like looking up in like awe of like what's about to happen. And it's like one of the, it's, it's an absolutely hilarious picture. I love it. I'll try and I don't know if you can like see it. Oh yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. So, but like uh, Darius Hannah is kind of our, he's, he's almost like our energy guy this year. He, he dunks yeah, the ball, he blocks guy. shots. Like he's, he had against Missouri state last week. He had probably the best missed dunk that I've ever seen in my entire life. There was a play uh, late in the game. He got the ball on the left elbow and the guy guarding him kind of sagged off and like went to help on someone else. And he took one dribble and stepped and tried to dunk on him. And the dude fouled him at the last second. It was like oh the the most like vicious, absurd dunk attempt ever. And if he didn't oh. foul him, that dude just would have been on a poster forever. It would have been Sports <laughs> Center top ten number one. Like he like Darius has thrown down a lot of good dunks this year. The one in the mm-hmm. Evansville game was good. Like that's one of the best ones so far. He is so close. He's had like four or five this year that he's like like just missed or gotten fouled or something from being like number one on sports center, like forever. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of my favorite players. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the current phone background. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad that even though we left the conference, there's still a Hannah in the conference. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, of course we, we, we planned it that way. We made sure that. Yeah, yeah. What is the Valley without a Hannah? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that, I think that that's a good bookend to end it. Dar- okay, Darius right, cool. Hannah for the the Hannah and Hannah podcast. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, Tony, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yeah, this was fun. I'm glad to. I'm I'm glad we got to do this and we got to come on and, you know, to talk about how good of a year that Bradley's having and we got to have of some objective conversation about the year Bella yes. is having. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. We hope it brought you some closure. <laughs> That was maybe the goal here. Yeah. Good old fashioned co- closure because closure is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but we hope you enjoy. Hey, we wish the best to the Valley. Um, you know, hope Sunday goes well for it's going to go well for somebody. <laughs> so Arch Madness will go well for somebody. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Um, it, we will be in St. Louis this weekend, so yeah. if you're going to the SLU game, say hi. Mm-hmm. We're around. Um, we'll be in 216. Excellent. Yeah. We'll see you there. Okay. Okay. God bless and go blurs. God bless and go blurs.